0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football by the numbers. Are the Cougars generally overrated or underrated heading into 2016? Blaine Fowler answers that
1: question, plus the head coach of the four-time reigning WCC soccer champions, Jen Rockwood, on the Italian tour.
0: And it's a BYU-Utah game day for baseball. Pitcher Hayden Rogers joins us as the Cougars continue a championship chase. Let's go! This is BYU
2: Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now,
0: from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome to Studio B, Tuesday, May 17th. How? Oh. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Win a Date with Tad Hamilton movie critic, Jerem Jordan. No, thank you. Have you seen that movie, by the way? No. You haven't seen Win a Date with Tad Hamilton? No. One of the greatest love comedies of our generation. Love comedies? <laughs> Rom-coms? Rom-com. Whatever right? you want
1: to call it. Love comedy.
0: A love comedy. I love
1: comedy, but I don't love
0: love comedy. I liked it because I watched it with my bae. Oh, <laughs> that's good for you. With my bae. Okay, <laughs> seriously, when, when did bae... Become a thing in our society, and by the way, it stands. I don't know. I, I uh, confirmed this with the uh, the younger generation folks. Oh, you couldn't sound morning.
1: older when you by saying well, that. Well,
0: well, I'm getting old. Okay, whatever. It stands for before anything else. There was there was a discussion of if bay stands for before anyone else or mm. before anything else. This is important. These are the kind of things we discussed. It's, it's been confirmed, at least. Technically, our, got paid to discuss that in the broadcasting that. facility. Before anything else, okay. So now that you know that, I saw something really funny a couple of days ago on the more you know. on Twitter, right? And that is if you add the word "bay" to your favorite movie titles. Now we
1: had fun with this. We
0: think went, about we went
1: through all the Star Wars. Think movies. about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. the Phantom Bay, <laughs> Attack of the Bay. What's the name of the third one? I can't remember.
0: The Bay Awakens.
1: <laughs> Revenge of the Bay. Revenge the of the Bay.
0: <laughs> yes. A
1: new bay. <laughs> Bay Strikes Back and Return of the Bay, and The Bay Awakens.
0: And now, what what about the Rogue One?
1: Oh, a Rogue Bay, a Star Wars story. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, a Rogue Bay is not a good thing.
0: (laughs) It's not. Or with the Batman movies, the Dark Bay Rises. The Dark (laughs) Bay Rises. The Dark Bay. Bay Begins. And the Dark Bay Rises. Yeah, Yeah, Bay Begins. Bay Begins. Bay bay
1: Forever, if you go to the 90s.
0: We We can
1: play this all day, man.
0: Bay Watch is another one I saw. Okay, B-A-E. yeah, nice, yeah, well played. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Bay off. Okay, <laughs> a bit like rhyme. Yeah, that plays. Well. Oh, really funny stuff. Love, love you, Bay. When did that again? When did that come to like? I don't ask become these, a thing. I don't ask these questions. <laughs> Our society is so weird sometimes. Sometimes? A lot of the time. All the time, baby. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. A little more on the normal side of things. BYU baseball takes on Utah and Salt Lake City tonight at 9 Eastern as the Cougars enter the last week of the regular season. Listen to it on BYU Radio. You can watch it on the Pac-12 Network. Hayden Rogers... One of the starting pitchers for the Cougars will join BYU Sports Nation in about 40 minutes.
1: Second baseman Brennan Anderson is West Coast Conference Player of the Week after hitting 538 last week with two home runs and a game-winning RBI versus San Francisco.
0: Nicely done. Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports likes the BYU Cougars in expansion but said not really anybody else, saying, quote, I believe BYU would be a nice school for the Big 12 to add because it brings a good football program and a very large fan base. It's just after BYU – all the other schools feel the same to me. End quote. So
1: what he's saying is BYU is Bay, in expansion. That's what yes. he's saying. Men's golfer Patrick Fishburn finished day one at the NCAA Originals, tied for 24th at uh, plus two, five, five strokes off the lead. Fishburn tees off in round two later this hour. Stay tuned for updates within the show.
0: Wherever you are, very quickly tell your Bay. How much you admire them. And rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending
2: on BYU Sports
0: Nation. BYU football by the numbers. A group of experts in Las Vegas have released some game lines for the upcoming BYU football season. Four games, to be exact, for specific lines. That include BYU season opener and three rivalry matchups for the Cougars, starting with BYU-Arizona, neutral site in Glendale at the home of the Arizona Cardinals. BYU favored by one and a half in that opening game. Hmm. Number two, BYU at Utah. We talked about this yesterday. Well, Jeremy, I feel like it's just a tad high, but Utah, a seven and a half point favorite over BYU in that game up in Salt Lake City. Now these next two should raise some eyebrows. BYU at Boise State, the Cougars an 11-and-a-half point underdog? What? They're, they are an 11 and a half point underdog against Boise State and only 7 and a half huh? against Utah? Huh? How does that
1: make sense? That was my initial reaction yesterday. We'll explain why that's 11-and-a-half in our opinion.
0: Utah State at BYU. This one, <laughs> I could not believe. Aggies! The Cougars a one-point favorite in Provo. Get out of here. When BYU plays
1: its uh, starting quarterback from the start of the game to the end, they're really good against Utah State.
0: (laughs) Utah State at BYU. BYU a one-point favorite at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. One report that we read says that in 45 minutes of that line being released, it moved to a six-point line. (laughs) Yeah, that is a massive (laughs) swing, okay? Whiff! Swing and a miss. The whiff. It proves even Vegas, to a degree, isn't really sure what this BYU team will do in 2016. So marinate on those numeric forecasts we just presented and answer our Twitter question today. Are people overrating or underrating
1: BYU football for the 2016 season? It's interesting because we don't know what this BYU football team is going to bring. What, What influence does the coaching staff have What's the health of Taysom Hill? Is Jamal Williams the same running back? Like, I I get why there's a huge question mark with this team. I think that we think this team's good. It's just how good. At Crazy Cook Fanatic has the first tweet using the hashtag BYUSN. Anything less than crowning us as preseason national champions is underrated. Hashtag blue goggle alert.
0: Well, now, preseason national champions is a thing in and of itself.
1: That's right. BYU is ranked number one in uh, fireside schedule of strength, strength of schedule. But. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, the, to me, I, I don't know how to gauge this BYU football team. I only know how to gauge the schedule because it, even then, it's tough to know how good is Arizona. Two years ago, they were in the Fiesta Bowl. Last year, they were 7-6 and six and beat New Mexico, right? BYU's been there, done that. It, it's tough to know how good Michigan State's going to be without Connor Cook and uh, some guys, you know, uh, Shaquille. Uh, I'm trying to think what defensive lineman, high round draft pick. They're not going to be the same, right? Um, you wonder how much better UCLA is going to be in year 200, Josh Rosen, and so on and so forth. Utah loses Devontae Booker and Travis Wilson and so on, right? What, I'm not sure, but what we know is that Kalani Satake and this staff come in and there's some inexperience on the offensive side of the ball for the coaching staff. So we give them some time to uh, get you know, their, their feet under themselves, if you will. So I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I think is rated an option in this, <laughs> not over or under? <laughs> Can,
0: I'm going to say BYU is rated. BYU is rated. They I'm are rated.
1: They're achieving yeah all of those. Oh, okay, Captain Middleground. I, I don't think they're being overrated. If it, it depends on who you talk to. Well, in what are they rated high?
0: Well, some of our Twitter followers would rate right. BYU I'm very talking, high.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. And, and and I'm t- I'm talking about those Vegas lines. I'm talking about FPI. I'm talking about Bill Connolly, SB Nation. They don't have high expectations for BYU this season. It's about no. seven wins. I
0: expectations I said seven wins. Expectations and overrated, underrated. Ha- there's a funny relationship there.
1: Yeah, that's that's doing a rating. Like I'm rating what I think BYU will be when I say a win number.
0: Okay, and you've said seven wins. Correct. Seven wins would be good. So yeah, I expect you say, BYU
1: to win seven games.
0: Would you say? Everyone out there that Jerem is overrating or underrating this BYU football team at seven wins. Because I'm right there with him. I'm not much far off. Who's I, overrating I BYU? Said, I said six and a half was Be- kind of like the line for wins for BYU football in the yeah. regular season.
1: Besides some fans that have high expectations in year one. Who? I mean, I mean, like, what media is overrating BYU? Stuart Nobody. Man- Stuart
0: Mandel said nine wins for Kalani Satake. Would be a good season. He thinks. He said he thinks that's attainable for Kalani Sitake in year. That was mind.
1: in December. Nine I, is I, a lot. I don't give a lot of weight to a comment in December about the next August. Well, you really, asked really who? Don't. You
0: asked who is? Yeah, I going mean, like
1: high. it's May, right? the 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 opinion of BYU football is not going to change May, June, July. It's going to be dictated by the magazines, which are going to come out soon. I think you know Athlon's out or whatever. We'll you know break all that down. Phil Steele will give us an opinion, right? The lead up. I don't think anyone's gonna expect. Oh, this BYU team's gonna win ten games. Like, who in their right mind thinks that?
0: Oh, there are people with this schedule. There are people because of Case. I'm not talking
1: about fans. I'm talking about media. I'm talking about media. The fans will always get excited. No, that's their prerogative. Absolutely, absolutely. Every fan can put the blue goggles on and think what they want. For better, ten wins, baby, or worse, we ain't going to a bowl game. Like that can happen. That's okay. So, I think the consensus is that BYU is a 7 to 9 win team this year.
0: Which I think would be great.
1: I'll take seven.
0: In year one, that new staff, we're probably new hanging offense, out in San Diego in defense, December. Going to a bowl game. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go to San Diego. You know who fears no Vegas lines? Kalani Satake. It's more about embracing the opportunity to beat the odds for the new head coach. Again, let's address the odds with Utah State first. Clearly Vegas whiffed on that one, okay? A a one-point favorite for BYU in Provo?
1: Yeah, that's weird. And obviously it's shifting tells you what people (laughs) thought about that. The one that sticks out the most to me, Spender, is Boise State, an 11.5-point underdog for Brigham Young. Now that comes in October – after BYU's gone through the
0: gauntlet. You have to consider when the game is played.
1: Yes, and it worries me because BYU's schedule is so tough. Okay, remember Michigan?
0: Michigan was really good. It was a buzzsaw. I thought you forgot about that game. I thought you erased I, that from trying. your, I your can't. long-term memory. I
1: wake up in the middle of the night occasionally thinking about that game.
0: <laughs> oh, Jake
1: Rudolph! No! <laughs> that game. Okay, that game was the end of a tough September run, right? Emotionally, without... Taysom Hill, I think that had some uh, negative effect, right? I think that Tanner Mangum did a good job. Nebraska,
0: but. Boise State, UCLA, and L- then you got to go play Michigan? Listen to the, what BYU has to play before Boise State. Arizona at
1: Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, Toledo at Michigan State, Mississippi State at Boise State. It's at the end of that eight game run. BYU hopefully is healthy, hopefully is in high spirits, hopefully is above 500 somehow. Then that game comes. That's why it's 11-and-a-half. Okay, even
0: more than that, let's take the scope a little smaller. BYU is coming off a road game against Michigan State, a home game against an SEC team in Mississippi State.
1: two teams that are like top 15 caliber and every year. And
0: five days later, Woof. a Thursday night game on the blue in Boise, well, Idaho. Well,
1: six days because it's a Friday. Friday night game. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Mississippi State is on the 14th. Not the okay. 15th. So
0: a Friday to a Thursday, but still a short week to go on the road to Boise State. And and if you're going to play a road
1: game that's outside of the state of Utah, that's the best place to play, right? So it, Boise State. Is, in, 11 in and a half,
0: is 11 and a half really that I crazy it, when you consider all of I that.
1: think it's too high. I really do. And Boise State lost to New Mexico and Air Force last year on the blue. So I feel like BYU is a better team than those two teams. Um, although Air Force played a softer schedule, but won, I believe, ten games last
0: year. Is BYU a better team this year than they were when they went up there with Christian Stewart and company two years ago? They
1: better be. They better be.
0: I don't think Boise State is as good as that team was two years ago when the Broncos beat up on BYU. I think Boise Wasn't that State is a comfortable
1: winning team. Yeah, two that years a, ago that was a really yeah! good team. That team
0: lost two games. They were twelve and two. Let's just let's put our focus on game number one, okay, Jerem? Game number one. Countdown to the Wildcats. 109. 109. BYU I'm, a one-and-a-half point favorite in that game against Arizona.
1: I'm getting excited about the prospect of double digits, right? Th- triple digits? Meh. Double digits? Now we're talking. That's like temperature, right? I'm not talking the temperature. It will be September 3rd, which could be 109. Thankfully, in Glendale, Glendale it will be
0: controlled. <laughs> it's like indoors. The will be controlled.
1: Yeah, University of Phoenix, which is where Jason Bateman's character in Arrested Development attended school, <laughs> if we remember.
0: <laughs> hashtag Bluth family. Yeah. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSNN. join George BYU Michael. Sports Nation. Are people overrating or underrating BYU football for the 2016 season? Coming up, she's led BYU to four consecutive WCC titles in women's soccer, so what's the next step? Jen Rockwood joins us. But not before Blaine Fowler, national champion QB and dual threat analyst, tells us which team he has higher expectations for, BYU basketball or BYU football in 2016. Hello, Michael. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU television. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN if and when you decide to get involved in that convo.
1: Just do it! Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hang out with us. Hey, baseball plays Utah tonight. It's on the road. BYU's won the first two matchups in Provo this season. It's on BYU Radio and the
0: Pac-12 Network. 9 Eastern time tonight. Check it out. Our Twitter question today. All types of responses coming in about this as well. Are people overrating or underrating BYU football as a whole for the 2016 season? At BYU, Teddy Bear 89 says, yes, see, all of the above. But in general, underrating. The team's chemistry is something we've never seen before. I would rather
1: underrate than overrate, by the way. The, the, we, we are traditionally a people that gets really excited, right, about the BYU football season and generally overrates the team to some degree. I, I like underrating and then going, hey! Like, how many times have you felt like, hey, the team was better than we
0: thought? When did BYU... I would
1: rather play it that way than exceed. be like... Exceed. Eh, when it's did, when did BYU left.
0: football last exceed expectations? Probably 06. Yeah, when think about that. When was the last six time six BYU football in a whole season exceeded expectations?
1: Oh two, you make the jump from six to twelve. Uh, Ninety six, you make the jump from seven to fourteen. I mean, those have been. Oh one,
0: from six to oh one
1: to yeah, sorry, oh one, yeah, oh two okay. was bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that question. Maybe Blaine Fowler can add uh, his opinion to this. Who joins us in Studio B? National champion quarterback and. Uh, Hans, very handsome man. Wow! In studio B. Gosh, I, I,
2: I'm flying the colors today too. <laughs> yeah,
0: the light, so. baby. That's what I was making reference of.
2: Yeah, there you go. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm, that, that I agree with. With the, I'm going to pick one last last he, season that they the, o- extended. The, I think the biggest uh, where they overachieved what everybody thought was Sark's senior year, '96, where because during his junior year he was figuring it out. I thought they were going to be good going into a senior year because of one game. Fresno State game, he comes out at the end of the year, and he just is ridiculous.
1: 31 of 34.
2: And he completed, like, his first 20 balls or something. I can't remember the exact number, but about 20 balls he completed. And I remember going, whoa, the light bulb just went on. Like, it just went on. He gets this offense – And now that that's the case, he's back, and you looked at who was coming back, the tight ends that were coming back, the guys they had on the O-line coming back. The running backs. The running backs. that You were going, oh, if he gets it, they're going to be scary good next year. Well, nobody, you know, followed him close enough to think that, and they go into that next season, and they were really good. That that may be, from a talent perspective, and the way, you know, they lost that game against Washington, but... uh, um, that, that was as good a team as BYU's ever had. And I think that they overachieved because nobody knew what to expect.
1: They're in the conversation of greatest BYU team. Like, there's, there's an argument for them against 84, which is probably another day's conversation. So nobody
2: was saying going into that season, hey, this could be one of the greatest BYU teams yeah, in history. And we always talk about 65. them. We always talk about them. We talk about 84. We talk about 96. We talk about, well, the start when, when Brandon Doman and Luke were healthy all the way through. That was an unbelievable team until health caught up with them at the end of the season after 10 games. But we talk about the most talented teams ever, and that's right up there, right? I think the 80 team with Jim McMahon at quarterback when he was a junior that yes, beat SMU from a talent perspective it has got to be in that top three or four Didn't as well.
0: 79 go undefeated and they, lose in the Holiday they Bowl? They missed
1: a field goal that would have had an undefeated team. Yeah. That's some, the most underrated team in BYU history. There man. you go. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And then and Steve Young's senior
2: year. Um, you lose to Baylor at the beginning of the and year. In a game and that you, you lose shouldn't lose. all the rest of the games. And, and then you go out and, you, and they lose the on, a, on, a, on a touchdown bomb at the end of the game. Mm. Hey, play a little prevent. We always say, hey, don't prevent yourself from losing. They just needed to play prevent, and and, and we, I shouldn't say they. We. I was standing I was there. like, you're on the team, <laughs> yeah, man. We, we should have won that game. <laughs> that should have been an undefeated season, and uh, it, it ended up being a top-10 team, unbelievably talented team when you look at the guys that went from that team into the National Football League. Same with 84. So,
0: Okay, this is really intriguing. Now that, that we've set that up of which teams have exceeded expectations, and now we're talking about is this 2016 team, for the general consensus, overrated or underrated right now, in your opinion?
2: It's funny because it depends on who I talk to. I talk to some people that go, oh man, if they could just be three and three to start out with these first six games, you know, I, I, there's not much that you can expect. And I talk to others and they go, there isn't any reason why BYU shouldn't be six and oh in the first six oh, games. My okay. Goodness. You know, so yeah, now, yeah, it, it, give yeah. these, give them, <laughs> I need to give them these, right? Yeah, they need these. Six and, oh. and I, You know what I yeah. tell those folks? I tell those folks, um, you know what? If, if, if Alabama were to play the first six games that BYU plays, uh, with the road schedule that they have, yeah. they'd they likely be four and two. I Alabama mean, doesn't go and play that schedule. No. They never do. None of those teams do. If Michigan State played that schedule, they'd probably be four and two.
1: Any team in the country, Blaine. Yeah. So this hey, is what the, the people group, that tell me the six and
2: zero. Yeah. Well, they need double. <laughs> <laughs> this is the six and zero group. But hey, the really you know, big glasses. Yeah. You, you, you wish for a magical season. You yes. never know. You know, yes. BYU's talented enough to beat every team on their schedule this next year. They're big. They're fast. They're strong. But there's a lot of question marks. So. I don't know how to rate them right now. Um, I, I think 4-2 and two would be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. In those first six games. And, and if they're that, then then we're going to start talking about, can this be a special season? 4-2, and two, we're going to talk about, can this be a special season. Um, but I, I think they're really, really talented, but they're running a brand-new offense. They're running a brand-new defense. They're running brand-new special teams. Um, I love the talent. I love the
0: chemistry of this team. But we're going to have to see how they play. How will that translate on the field? All of that stuff looks yeah. good, but how does it translate on the field? Yeah. Joining us now in Studio B is Blaine Fowler. Now, in What's Trending, we discussed four lines on four different BYU games put out by uh, some Vegas odds makers. BYU, a one and a half point favorite against Arizona. Utah, seven and a half point underdog is BYU. Boise State BYU was an eleven and a half point dog, and Utah State at home was a one point favorite. Now we're hearing it's moved up to six.
2: Yeah, because as soon as that happened, everybody started putting money on I mean, side. <laughs> <laughs> that changed really, really fast. That was not that one was not right. I, I'll tell you, it's interesting. The Boise State one, people may say. Wow, that's really surprising. But anybody that watched Boise State in the Poinsettia Bowl roll up over 600 yards of total offense, they looked really good. And their quarterback's playing at a high level. Rippon, he's back. McNichols, The running back, is back. The Spurbeck, their really big-time wide receiver. They have nine returning starters on offense, on an offense that in the second half of the year was just rolling and one of the top in the country. So I think that line is based on – that's what they got coming back. They're playing them at home. They know what BYU, you know, has struggled up there a bit at, at historically. And so I don't think that that's for right now a crazy line. Now, and the other thing is look at the schedule that BYU plays rolling oh, into exactly. that. And now they got to prepare for that offense on a short week. That's yep. why the line is what it is. Now, that line's going to change if BYU comes out and they are really really good early on in the season it and does, they stay healthy.
0: It doesn't help that I believe and any Boise State person out there that may hear this can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Boise State is undefeated in Friday night games yeah. on that field. Yeah, they're, they're phenomenal. And, and so, now, here's the thing.
2: Here's the chink in the armor. Boise State has four returning stars coming back on defense. So, they got a complete rebuild on defense. And BYU, I feel is going to be really explosive on offense. They've got great quarterbacks coming back and depth at that position. Jamal Williams is back and healthy. They've got depth at running back. They're really good at wide receiver, and I think they're going to be better up front, and it really helps that Tijon's back. And so now all of a sudden BYU's really good on offense, and Boise State's going to have only four returning starters on defense. Could this be one of those high-scoring fun games like the old days? It it could be fun. But that, that one, it's not as crazy as people might think. The line for now. Is not as crazy as people think. I'll tell you the one I, Utah to me. So you lose Travis Wilson, you lose Devonte Booker. So are the Williamses Troy and Joe going to be able to replace those guys? JC transfer at quarterback. Whenever you don't have a returning quarterback, I wonder, you know. And so, so here Utah comes back without that. They lose two really good NFL caliber linebackers and Gianni Paul and Jared Norris. And and here's the, maybe the biggest loss on that team. They don't have Paul Hackett back next year. Paul Hackett has won more games individually for that football team. Up Tom Utah. Hackett? I mean, Tom Hackett, sorry. Yeah. He
1: may and, have won the Vegas Bowl yeah. on that fake punt. He's
2: won more than – he's won a dozen games. It, it was more than that, crew. but that
1: was a big play. He, just, he
2: controlled field position, and so, so Hackett, Tom Hackett, um, is probably – as big a loss as any more than Travis Wilson, as much as as much as Devontae Booker. How do they replace him for a wild idea? Yeah. Utah's special teams have been tops in the country the last several no years. No question. With him. And then how about Britton Covey going on a mission? He changed the game for them there. So their special teams are gonna take a big, big hit next year. So that Utah game, people that's the one everybody asked me about. Can BYU beat Utah? Next year, and I go, Yeah, absolutely. If I look at who's coming back, you know, it's going to be a great game because Utah's always going to be good on defense. All
0: their defensive front's but, going to but be But they've crazy. got a
2: lot to learn about themselves on offense and special teams. That's absolutely a game that BYU should be able to match up and, and win.
1: Do you think that BYU goes to Arizona and wins that game to open the season?
2: Depends on which Anu Solomon shows up for Arizona. It, and it's not just, Is he healthy or not? Because it's the first game of the season, so he's going to be healthy. But you look at it and you go, when he is healthy, some games he's phenomenal. Some games you can't stop him. He's running all over the place. He's throwing BBs all over the yard. The completion's everywhere, and you're going, wow, how do you stop Solomon? Other games, even when he's healthy, he's inaccurate. He's missing He's missing receivers, and he's, he's not looking that good. So um, I think BOE matches up really well with Arizona. But Anu Solomon is one of the players in college football that if he's just hotter than hot, He's hard to slow down. He's hard to slow down. So that makes that a really intriguing, fun first matchup.
0: Okay, we'll finish with this because I teased it. Which team do you have higher expectations for next year, BYU football or BYU basketball? Because of the
2: schedule. Now, and I know the basketball team plays a solid schedule, too, to start. But, but because it's a new offense, a new defense, new special teams, I love the talent. But because of that crazy schedule, I think BYU's basketball team is going to be ranked faster than BYU's football team, and I think the basketball team takes a step forward. Now let me take a jump two years out. Both of these teams are top 15 teams. Two
0: years Whoa! Basketball. Wow. From, because
2: that's – so next year's going to be really fun, folks. But, but two years from now, when all the return missionaries on basketball have got a year under their belt and they're rolling, and when this is the second season for Kalani with all the guys they have, remember Tanner's still here, all those guys – Two years from now is we're back at Camelot at BYU. (laughs) Whoa!
0: You heard it. I love it. I love it. We need to we need to clip that off and send it to the Uh, masses. Our our (laughs) students are working on that right now. (laughs) Blaine, always great to talk to you, man. All right, guys. Never disappointing when Mr. Fowler comes to Studio B. Still to come: BYU baseball game day against the Utes. Pitcher Hayden Rogers on the Cougars' chase for a West Coast Conference title. But next, it's one of the winningest soccer coaches in NCAA history, Jen Rockwood, back in Studio B after a tour of Italia. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hi,
1: Jen. We're wondering what she brought us back. Now the pressure's Uh-oh. on. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: Welcome back, sports friends, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU TV and BYU Radio, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: This weekend, we've got the final live games of the 2015-16 BYU sports season on BYU TV. It's baseball against Santa Clara Thursday and Friday, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. ESPNU has the game Saturday, so cool for those guys to uh, get more national exposure that way in addition to BYU TV, so check that out Thursday and Friday, the final regular season games for BYU. Utah tonight, Santa Clara Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
0: Which leads us into today's BYUSN headlines. The baseballers in Salt Lake City tonight, 9 Eastern, as they get ready for a monumental week. To close out the regular season, you can listen to the game tonight on BYU Radio or watch it on the Pac-12 Network. Pitcher Hayden Rogers will join us on BYU Sports Nation in just a bit.
1: Second baseman Brennan Anderson is the WCC Player of the Week after hitting five thirty eight last week with two home runs and a game-winning RBI versus San Francisco. We should remind you, too, baseball is one game back of Gonzaga with three to go for the conference
0: championship and seeding implications. They're in the tournament. But where will they be seated this week? WCC tournament. All of that. Yes. Yeah. Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports likes the Cougars in expansion, but... Really nobody else, saying, quote, I believe BYU would be a nice school for the Big 12 to add because it brings a good football program and a very large fan base. It's just after BYU all the other schools feel the same to me. Men's golfer Patrick Fishburn finished
1: day one at the NCAA Regionals, tied for 24th at plus two, five strokes off the lead. Fishburn tees off in round two. I believe he teed off just moments ago, about ten, 10 minutes ago, if that's moments ago to you. Uh, stay tuned for updates. We'll uh, let you know how it is.
0: Remember when Patrick Fishburn told us that – he can hit a golf ball if he really tries like 380 or 390. I really remember
1: when he said he bent an iron over his leg and had to get stitches in the middle of a round. Broke. That's what
0: I remember. <laughs> the drive is nice. Oh, anger problems? No. <laughs> he said that was embarrassing. I don't think he'll ever do that again. He's
1: Andy Dwyer from.
0: Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> joining us now is one of the winningest coaches in NCAA women's soccer history, Jennifer Rockwood in Studio B. Jen, yeah. good to have you back.
3: Thanks, guys. Good to be here.
0: Okay, you just went to Italy, so we yeah. want to hear all about it. How was the, the trip overall?
3: <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, when you have a chance to visit a country like that and all the history, we took 80 people with us. 80. We had quite a, quite a gang following around and uh, you know, we figured that we can play a lot of soccer here, and so most of our trip was experience of the culture, uh, guided tours, seeing as many sights as we could see, eating as much good food as we could,
0: Yum.
1: Uh,
3: and just having a great time. It was It was a fantastic trip.
1: You had been there before, mm-hmm. so what are some of the things that you did this time that maybe were different than the trip before?
3: Yeah, I mean, I gave the girls a chance to choose where they wanted to go. You know, every four years we get this opportunity, and I've been a lot of different places. This is our fifth trip as a program. They all want to go to Italy. They want to see the Colosseum, the David, uh, the Vatican, um, Venice. Um, just so many neat places uh, that we had a chance to, to go and visit.
0: How long did you spend at each of these, like, iconic locations?
3: <laughs> uh, not very long. We saw as much as we could in uh, the amount of time we had. We were in... Um, a different city every day sometimes we were in two or three cities and we just got as much, much as we could in we'd, we'd sightsee for eight hours get on a bus for two hours step out on the field and play a game and uh you can see from <laughs> some of the pictures there uh it was just unbelievable once in a lifetime trip I think for for all of the girls and and so many of their parents went with us and that was a lot of fun
1: Do you notice a difference in the seasons where you go on this trip versus the ones you don't? Everyone talks about team chemistry. I would think that this is very helpful in that.
3: It's very helpful. Uh, You know, our last trip was 2012, uh, one of our best seasons we've ever had. That's right. So we have high expectations, certainly, for this coming season. But an opportunity for the girls to spend a lot of time together, um, 12 days on the road, uh, a lot of opportunity to get to know each other even better, get to know the parents, and get just everybody hanging out and just have a good time, not the pressure and stress uh, of the sport. That, that comes so often with your time with the girls.
1: When you spend that much time together, you learn uh, things you didn't know about some people. Did you learn anything fun about anyone that you didn't know?
3: Well, we had quite an uh, opportunity. She'll be embarrassed, but Boaz lost her passport. Oh! oh. So on oh. the first day Shoot. that we get there, oh. so we didn't know if we were going to be able to bring her home or just leave her there. But <laughs> we, we got it all worked out. And, um, but no, we, we, had a, we had a great time. Nothing too major happened. We didn't lose anybody. Um, you know, everybody showed up when they were supposed to because we did have a lot of free time. You know, girls like to shop, so we had a lot of free shopping time. Yeah, as well.
0: Boaz doesn't let a lot of things get by. That's but, uh, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good one. She also left her leather coat at church one day. Hey. So uh, we we had a good time giving Boaz. Uh, she's, she's having
1: a tough preseason. <laughs> seems like. It's all right.
3: She'll be ready to go. With She'll 80, be ready to go.
1: With 80 people, are you like counting off one to 80 to make sure you get yeah, everybody? How are you? Counting? It was get
3: in your lines, kids. One, I know. Two, three, no, I put I four. put four girls in charge, and they had a certain amount of girls. And I said, are your kids here? And we're good to go. And parents, if they weren't there, they're on their own. They knew where we were going. They could meet us there later. But two buses, like I said, everybody did a great job of being where they were supposed to be.
0: What was the best thing you ate over there?
3: Um, You know, you got to love a place where you can go and eat pizza, pasta, and gelato every single day.
0: Mm. Every day. Every
3: day, uh, pizza and gelato. (laughs) So we walked good. enough. We were walking, you know, eight, nine miles a day. So you, got your so you didn't in. even feel guilty. You could just eat whatever you wanted. And um, so, yeah, I mean, pasta, pizza, bread. It was great. <laughs> what, what, what did
1: you do that was when in Rome?
3: Oh, Rome was, we did Rome in one day. I mean, it was, it it was a was, It wasn't built in one day, but it was day. visited, in, visited one in one day. We visited in one day, yes. Uh, that was the one day we were afraid we might lose some girls. It was very crowded. We were walking from kind of site to site, and we had to be at a certain place at each, you know, at four different meeting times. And okay, you have 45 minutes to be back, and no one got lost. It, it, it was okay, but we, we saw as much as we possibly could.
1: Don't read Dan Brown books if you're going. <laughs> oh, to, it was awesome. To, I <laughs> told all
3: the girls to watch the movies or read the books before they went, and it makes it even more fun, the- especially, uh, you know, The Last Supper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Things
0: are looking up for this BYU women's soccer team, not just because you had the camaraderie of the trip. I mean, you performed well in Italy. But, in fact, let's just roll out the stat of the day as we transition over to the actual soccer.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU women's soccer graduates just two seniors from a team that won a fourth straight WCC title and won an NCAA tournament game. So, with that in mind, to take this trip... What what are the early kind of expectations in your mind for this group that brings back a lot of pieces?
3: We have really high expectations. I mean, every year we come in with those. But last year we were a team ranked in the top ten for almost the majority of the season. Um, only lost three games. Two of those were to Stanford. You know, obviously uh, disappointed to have to run into them in the second round and, and gave a good run at them. But with returning the amount of experience we have, Um, the leadership that we have, Um, if we have the opportunity to get Nadia and Ashley on the field at the same time after uh, what Nadia was able to do last year, Um, plus we have an unbelievable schedule uh, to look forward to, a a schedule that would, if we can do well, uh, keep us in the top 10, set ourselves up for a position to be seated in the tournament and and maybe not have to run into such a great team in the second round. Yeah,
0: I'm still kind of weirded out. Semi-upset about it's, the fact It's <laughs> like
1: you guys run into Stanford And then women's basketball always has to be in the Yukon wreck it. Like, right? It's the tennis. same thing. Like, what the heck? When, yeah. when do you plan on releasing the uh, schedule, by the way?
3: Uh, it's real soon. We've got some exciting plans. Uh, we're going to try and put together a VIP package for some of our fans with parking and food and, and all of that good stuff. Whoa. Right? And for soccer, that's a big deal. So we hope to release that pretty soon. I can tell you our first uh, exhibition game is against UCLA, you know, national champions from a few years ago. Um, we also play the defending uh, defending national champions, Penn State, on the road this year. Uh, we also have Nebraska at home, so those. So those are some of the things that we had to look forward to no Is i you told like you to, i told
0: you to make it harder jim <laughs> it's,
3: a, it's the hardest we played a pretty tough schedule last year uh, i was sweating it uh, the whole time um but this one's even more challenging but we knew we have a a crew of girls that uh, are up for it and want that challenge and want to see how good we can be and you only know that if you go out and play the best
0: Jen Rockwood, the BYU women's soccer coach, with us in Studio B after a tour of Italy, talking expectations. Uh, we need you, first of all, to sign our BYU Sports Nation stretch Y flag. Um, but I do, want, I do want to talk just a second before you answer this about the pro prospects of, of your girls. Like, mm-hmm. are, Do you have to worry about professional scouts coming in at all? And kind of wooing them and distracting them.
3: Um, and it's not so much. I, I think with our sport yet. I mean, our, our the women's professional league is is definitely building its base and, and this year they've got off to a great start with attendance and fans and and you know in the years past we've had some players who, who can play and have been drafted at that level we've only had um, Lindsay Lisenby who's decided to do it, a couple girls have been drafted but have decided to to move on and do some different things but we know because of the quality and experience of our players that, that there's always a few that are going to have that opportunity and, and I'm sure this year our group of seniors are going to be a couple who, who could possibly be drafted as well as you know they've already put out uh, advances for the 2018 class uh, that we've recently seen. So we yeah, got a lot a of a draft great board for everything. Everything. Now. Yeah, everything we'll in every sport. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well,
1: thanks for coming on. Hey, and do you thanks, mind guys. signing the uh Love to sign y- it. Line? You can sign it in Italian, you know, whatever. All right. Kind of Mamma mia. Yeah, you kind of That's have it. That's what an I like saying over there. Yes. Yeah. Mamma
3: mia. <laughs> thanks,
1: May guys. you have many dreams of gelato and yes, pizza. Yes. Yes. I think that Jen just watched the
0: movie, Mamma Mia.
1: Mamma Mia. It is one of
3: my favorite shows. It is a good show.
0: All right, we're getting Coach Rockwood's autograph uh, as she pushes towards a schedule that includes UCLA. Wow. So yeah, UCLA Penn as State, an exhibition and Nebraska. Is UCLA here or there? Uh, here,
3: but back in 2017.
0: Okay, okay, good stuff. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Hayden Rogers of BYU Baseball on the matchup with Utah tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rogers. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerram Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live, we are so grateful to have a rebroadcast weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern for all of you to enjoy in the evening time.
1: The gratitude is off the chain. And you can check out BYU in Utah tonight. 9 Eastern Time on BYU Radio. You can watch it on the Pac 12 Network as well. Big game for the Cougars against the Utes. They won the first two games.
0: Hashtag Direct TV. Twitter question today. Are people. Is that a shot at the distribution
1: of the Pac 12 Network, Spencer? Are people
0: overrating or underrating <laughs> BYU football for the 2016 it's on TV season? Somewhere. Yes. At our greenhouse says just rating. She goes with. or she yeah, goes, yeah. goes with your answer. Yeah. Uh, I'd say under, under, but we have. All new coaches, so I think seven is where we should be. I think we will do better.
1: I, yeah, I'm saying seven, and I'm hoping for
0: uh, 13. Our greenhouse has seven. <laughs> do you agree with them? 13. What? We've heard everywhere between, I mean, consistently from like five to as many as nine. No one's
1: really saying 10 plus. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Are they underrated or overrated hey, going be, into 2016? That's pretty wild. Joining wild. us now. A man from the BYU baseball team as the Cougars prepare for a game day against the rival, Utah. Hayden Rogers of that pitching staff. Hayden, welcome to Studio B.
4: Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.
0: So, Jerem, immediately when we started talking about us having you on the show today, he, you know what, you just make Rogers! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) never happened to you ever, Because of the commercials. (laughs) Yeah. Does that happen often for you?
4: Um. Yeah, I remember actually my freshman year, I'd never even heard it. I I just got back from my mission, so my freshman year, and against – UVU, they are doing it all the time. And I was like, what What the heck is that? <laughs> and then, you know, some people were like, yeah, it's the, the commercials. And then they showed me the commercials. And, yeah, now, now I, Farm, I get maybe. it quite a bit. Rogers, <laughs> Yeah. And, and State Farm is my insurer, so I had
1: to
0: make sure that I got that up there.
4: Can I get that plug in there? <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you miss your mustache?
4: I do. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about that on the way down. Um, <laughs> I miss the meaning of it. I miss the whole representation. I don't miss... Uh, the fact that I had to explain it anywhere I went. (laughs) like I walked into a room, and I was like, you know, it's for baseball guys. It's not, you know. uh, I'm not weird. Exactly. So, yeah, having to explain it to everyone was, you know. It means
0: we're winning, okay? Exactly. It's a good thing. It's
4: a good thing. (laughs) What's the vibe been like
1: on this team? Because the mustache and the mojo and winning every series and whatnot, there's kind of been uh, another chapter with this team. How have you guys been able to explore this next uh, chapter of the season, post-mustaches, if you will?
4: Um, yeah, just our our main thing is we just want to have fun. Uh, We kind of, you know, hit a little skid, um, and then B. Anderson, Hayden Nielsen, they kind of all rallied us up and all, guys, you know, have fun. Baseball's supposed to be fun. The whole Bryce Harper thing, you know, make baseball fun again. Um, and so we're just having a ton of fun right now, and it's obviously when you win, it's, it's a lot more fun.
1: Was that a, a conversation after a game, during a game, team-only meeting kind of deal? What, what it was there?
4: actually right uh, – so when we, we lost the first game against uh, San Francisco, and so it was before, right before the second game. Hmm. and So it just, you know, got us, got us going. Because usually, you know, I, I don't think we've ever lost the first game of a series – Um, And so, you know, we wanted to come in and and make sure we got that second win, or sorry, the second game win. Uh, That was a must win, and now we we were able to get out and get it.
1: And Now, you you might not know this, but that was the first time in five weeks in conference play that you won the second game. Wow. So that conversation (laughs) put you over the top. Yeah, it sure did.
0: BYU wins the series against San Francisco, and in doing so, you keep pace with Gonzaga, trailing the Zags by one game going into the final week. And I know that the West Coast Conference Championship – is on your mind because Mike Littlewood has told us look from day one we want to be WCC champions um, is that more of a regular season thing when you started that goal or has now that now expanded to well let's just win either the regular season or the tournament
4: um, I th- our goal you know from the beginning of the season was just to win the tournament. Um, we, we really wanted to to be able to get that automatic bid for the for the regional um, I, but I think we're actually talking about our goals yesterday we had a team meeting. Um, But I think, you know, if if we won the regular season championship, I think that would prove to the other teams, just the conference in general, that, you know, BYU BYU is here to play. We're here to compete. I I feel like we don't really get a lot of love uh, for baseball in the conference. So I think winning would really show the conference that we're we're here to play.
1: We're even at the school to some degree because the expectation is not necessarily to compete for the championship the past few years. Now that you guys are. Um, you know, you've been really relevant in the spotlight. What's, what's it been like this season for this team As you
4: guys have made this nice run where you're 20 games over 500. It has been a lot of fun. Um, Kind of going off of what you're saying, like people on, on campus, you know, especially with our mustaches, people on campus they they're like, yeah, baseball team, good job. And then the people in the SAB, are like, hey, you know, mustaches, good job. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, being able to you know actually be known instead of and having having fans at our games, you know, it's been amazing.
1: It's nice to actually be known. <laughs> yeah, be <Hey, laughs> be relevant. Here too. <laughs>
4: yeah. it's been fun. How much
0: scoreboard watching will you and the team be doing this week?
4: Because it all matters of oh, how. Sure. It all plays out. I, I'm sure we will all be watching um, on Sunday the, the Pepperdine game, um, Gonzaga, and especially St. Mary's. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna. At least I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on it. <laughs> what what's the um,
1: expectation at the end of the season now? Because you want to win. You want to win the tournament. Regular season would be nice, but uh, does seeding matter in the end all that much? Do you want to you know be the?
4: Would you prefer to be the one seed? Um. Yeah, I mean, being either the one or two seed, that just allows us to be home uh, for the first game or so. And so I, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter because it's, it's St. Mary's, Gonzaga, Pepperdine. And, and to be honest, it doesn't matter who we open up with. They're all great, great teams. Uh, their opening day starters are, are really good. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's going to matter whether we're number one or number two, you know, so on, so. Just got to play hard.
0: Your ERA three point five, five and three in twenty appearances, eleven starts. How would you individually evaluate your performance this year as a BYU pitcher?
4: Um, I felt like I've had my my shining moments. I've also felt like I've had some some really bad ones. Sure, Coach Littlewood could uh, could
3: attest to that. <laughs> figure it out, <laughs> figure it out,
4: Rogers. <laughs> Honestly, but uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like uh, especially with Buffalo going down. Um, you know, I there, there was a time where I needed to step up. You know, come out of the pen and and I. Uh um, there, there was a time with uh, with Rucker. You know, I, I came in after him, and we, we shared a great, great little hug after that. Oh, after I after one know. of those, <laughs> I think it was uh, San Diego. I think it was San Diego. Yeah, so yeah. That, I think that was one of my finer moments. That was uh, helping him get out of the jam. And, we don't replay hugs
1: very often. <laughs> that, that oh, happened. that
4: was so funny. Uh, yes, I will never
0: forget that. Maybe that was the moment of the season. What What was your favorite moment, or what has been your favorite moment of this entire
4: BYU baseball season? Oh favorite moment. On, I think uh, this last weekend. Eric Uri had a home run that was just incredible it was awesome I mean they had a a San Francisco one of the better fields I've played at but they had like a I don't know how high the fence was like 80 feet or something high and and he hit this ball and off the bat you know I'm thinking that 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 could go over and then I think it has no way it's going over and all of a sudden it it clears the fence the 80 foot fence and yeah it was it was awesome yeah, that's, that was probably the coolest thing ever. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Let's get you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the rest of your season and for BYU baseball. And uh, because this is your first trip to Studio B, we want you to sign our stretch white flag. Sweet. Thank you very much. coming in, man? Hayden Rogers of BYU baseball. Thanks for the laughs, man. That was good. <laughs> yeah, That was good stuff. Big,
1: big week for these guys. Utah it, and three against Santa Clara.
0: It's so fun to be known. We're <laughs> <laughs> on scholarship too here. Oh, up next, where BYU baseball sits in the latest bracketology. A Patrick Fishburne update from the NCAA Golf Regionals. And did women's volleyball win their finale in China? It's the Cougar Around. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let the women. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around
1: Baseball.
0: BYU versus
1: Utah in Salt Lake City tonight, 9 Eastern, as Cougars enter the last week of the regular season. Listen to it on BYU Radio or watch it on the Pac-12 Network at 9 Eastern. As mentioned, pitcher Hayden Rogers joined us in the last segment. Also, second baseman Brennan Anderson is the WCC Player of the Week. And College Sports Madness latest bracketology as BYU in the Charlottesville region. Hello, Broncos! It's so great to be known! With Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Panitius.
0: Football. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports gives his way early preseason top twenty-five. On that list, Michigan State and UCLA, twenty and twenty-five, I believe, respectively. Two of BYU's upcoming opponents. Uh, his just missed the cut teams include BYU what? and three more of the Cougars' opponents: Utah, Arizona, and Boise State. Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports says he likes the Cougars in expansion, but nobody else. Essentially saying, look, BYU's a nice school, football program, and a large fan base, but after BYU, all other schools feel the same to me.
1: Golf. Patrick Fishburn finished day one at the NCAA Regionals yesterday, tied for 24th at plus two, five strokes off the lead. He just teed off in day two and parred his first hole of the day. Soccer.
0: BYU men's soccer beat the Las Vegas mobsters 1 0 on a goal from Pedro Vasconcelos. Maybe you recognize that name from BYU soccer. Or Phil football. Murphy. That is Her correct. Husband. On the women's side, Herosports.com lists Nadia Gomez, 22nd on their 2018 big board. They have a big board for women's soccer. 2018? For the NWSL. Shouldn't it be 17? After Nadia, quote, stepped up in a big way in 2015 when Ashley Hatch was injured. Busy Phillips is 30th on that big board.
1: Volleyball. The women's team lost their final match in China in three sets to BBMVC. They finished their Chinese tour with five wins and one loss. We'll accept Cougars that. in the minors.
0: Jeremy Guthrie pitches five innings for a win. For the El Paso Chihuahuas over the New Orleans Zephyrs, 7-6 to six the final.
1: Fly away, oh my Zephyr. Oh, nice. I was ri- uh, I was wrong on the, should it be 28-17? Uh, Gomes is a junior this year, so she has two years left. Correct. By the way, the Men's Volleyball NCAA Championship, uh, BYU versus Ohio State, that had three times the viewership as last year's final.
0: You know why? Because name brands.
1: Because Ohio State versus BYU. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Future guests include baseball coach Mike Littlewood. He will recap the BYU Utah game and look forward to the final WCC regular season series against Santa Clara and women's golf coach Kerry Roberts. They continue to just find a way.
1: They tee off Thursday, and remember, they play 36 holes. They're going to play their would be Sunday
0: round on Thursday. WCC champs now in the NCAA championships. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Brendan
1: Anderson, WCC Player of the Week, hit 538. Two two-run homers, including game-winning uh, RBI as well, at San Francisco last week.
0: He's got that swag, man. And,
1: and he has what, a torn ligament in his hand or something? In his thumb, yeah. In his thumb? And he hit two homers last week? Dude's got swag. Wow. It's... Eric Urey played with a dislocated finger or something last year, too.
0: Yeah, stole what? base, yeah, stole yeah. bases. That's right. Our Twitter question today are people overrating or underrating BYU football for the twenty sixteen season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet. At wise underscore guy, both a little bit. BYU fans slightly overrate while other people slightly underrate just a lot of unknowns. Our elite tweet of the day from at BYU Teddy Bear eighty <laughs> nine. I'm not sure this really relates it to doesn't It doesn't at all, but go ahead. Independence Bay, Iron Bay, Bay Haven, Undercover Bay. <laughs> if
1: you missed the beginning of the show, none of that makes
0: sense. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Jen Rockwood, Hayden Rogers, and everyone on the crew.
1: Conversation continues on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show
0: on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Mark Anderson. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.
1: BYU Sports Nation.
0: So great to be known. I'm Batman.